Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how happy I am that we are talking about this because everything is an exchange of energy and music is such an amazing way to exchange energy in a matter of seconds. So I love, it brings me so much joy and so much happiness. And when I'm on stage, it's like time is happening fast and slow. And, I, and that's when I definitely can tell that I am in my element just to be sharing, you know, good energy. And I, I want people to feel good. I want people to want to dance. I want them to feel motivated to make that decision or get out of that relationship. I mean, I'm, I'm all about just trying to help uplift people. So when I see the crowd interacting like that, I, I can't even put it into words how it feels. It means. Welcome to Living in the Limelight. I'm your host, Jay Huller. As a quick reminder, please follow us on Instagram at Living in the Limelight Show and check out our website at livinginthelimelight.com. And of course, you can find our podcast through all the major streaming services, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Each week, we feature a conversation with a different artist where we delve into what makes them tick, and sometimes we get pro tips on pursuing a career as an artist. If you're a performer who would like to be considered for our show, check out the questionnaire at livinginthelimelight.com. And thanks, of course, so much for listening. Kirsty Krause is thirsty for love and magic, for joy and sunshine. She's thirsty for compassion and authenticity. And above all, she's thirsty for anything that sets her soul on fire. She carries her thirst in her songwriting, her live shows, and in her everyday connection with other kindred spirits. She infuses this passion into her music, creating a perfect blend of country, funk, blues, and rock. Kirsty is a two-time Women of Country and JMA nominee, and she's releasing incredible music, including a new duet with Thomas Cavanaugh called Who Am I Gonna Love, the track featured here with her episode. Enjoy this conversation with Kirsty as we explore her, what her art means to her and what she wants for her fans to experience. Let's welcome Kirsty Krause to Living in the Limelight. Let's start way back at the beginning. I'd love to hear your story um, about where music started for you because it's it's clearly a very powerful force in your life today. And uh, I know it had to have had like a, a spark, moment, um, inspirations, all that kind of jazz. Yeah. You know, I was really sitting down and thinking about this recently because someone asked me, where did you, when did you decide to be a musician? <laughs> and I kind of, my mind went blank and I was like, why do I not know? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, because I never decided. I really do feel that way. I feel like I kind of came out and I started singing. I was two years old, singing on picnic tables, taking requests. It just was a part of me to be an entertainer and and make people laugh. And I've, 
I've always been a performer and a singer. So there was no really set moment. It just has always been. <laughs> and that's kind of the essence. That's really what why this show started, because that um, propulsion or that energy, that um, desire to be there and, like you said, entertain people and get reactions is so curious to me because not everyone has it. Some people, you know, are, are fans. Some people want to watch and receive and you want to provide, give. And I, I'd love for you to kind of, if you could dig into, like you said, it wasn't a conscious decision, but how, what feelings do you go through when you are on stage and you, you're seeing the smiles, you're seeing the voices or hearing the voices sing your songs? Can you sort of paint um, that? Because I'd love to get a, a sense of what it's really like. Yes. Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how happy I am that we are talking about this because everything is an exchange of energy and music is such an amazing way to exchange energy in a matter of seconds. So I love, it brings me so much joy and so much happiness. And when I'm on stage, it's like time is happening fast and slow. And, I, and that's when I definitely can tell that I am in my element just to be sharing, you know, good energy. And I, I want people to feel good. I want people to want to dance. I want them to feel motivated to make that decision or get out of that relationship. I mean, I'm, I'm all about just trying to help uplift people. So when I see the crowd interacting like that, I, I can't even put it into words how it feels. It means, it means so much to me and I'm getting emotional right now about it, but I love it. I'm I'm so pleased to hear that because sometimes when when we're we're back listening we're like well I wonder you know I wonder what where this started and and the song and like what they were thinking and to to really connect and hear that emotion in you just talking about it 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 warms my heart because I'm like you know what this is real this is stuff that they're they're wanting to give so if you could like would stage performance be the number one spot because it's direct and live to getting that immediate feedback or is there, is it also more like in the, when, when someone puts a comment on social media about something, when you've done a, a new drop or, or whatever, is that, that adds into the picture too, or is it, it's primarily the stage performance that you get like fulfilled? Well, yeah, that's like extra on top for sure. Like there's, there's so much that happens behind the scenes other than, when we step on stage and there's a lot of hats to be worn, especially as an independent artist. So when I get messages directly on social media, um, people from all sorts of walks of life, maybe a previous corporate job or grew up with them and went to daycare. I mean, you name mm -hmm. it. And when I read stuff like that, that really encourages me on the admin side. I feel like the part that's not quite as fun, but you know, we, we got to do it in order mm -hmm. to get ourselves out there. So just seeing people that they are interacting on social media and they, they see my posts, posts are timely, social media is timely, but it's an, that's how we can ultimately connect. I mean, that's how I've been able to connect with so many people over in the UK. And now I have this UK duet, you know, so mm -hmm. without social media, you know what I mean? I it's do. a, it's a thing. It's a thing out there to do. And, when people are interacting and sending me messages, it it definitely is appreciated. Yeah, I can only imagine because when I go on to those areas, if I'm looking on your your page or I'm watching the comments, and, you know, you get the whole gamut. But the ones that you know kind of are seem to be 
heartfelt and everything. If I start trying to swap my place with you, I'm like, well, that'd be kind of cool to hear, you know, someone who's, I've worked six months on a song and it's, it's released and then, and someone just like, you know what? I woke up and turned your song on and now today's totally different for me and for the better. Um, I, I see those all the time and I just, I hope that, that, that lands really well for you, right? It's what you're saying and helps you with the, the next stage and, and gets you going. Oh, absolutely. And it, isn't that so cool that a song can hit to one person differently, depending on the day, depending on what they're going through. And then sometimes I write music, even I'm just writing a song for myself and it ends up being an encouraging song for others. But then two years later, I realized like, oh, wow, it's almost like I wrote this subconsciously for my future self. Like, <laughs> not know, you know, I, I think the element and the creativity behind making music and when you really tap into that space and you just let the words and everything flow and come out, there's, there's a totally different element that works with you. And I, I truly believe that um, if you want to call it God or the universe, but I feel like he works through me in order to create the music that I do in writing rooms. There's been some really crazy moments that is unexplainable. Yeah, jump into that a little bit because as a layman, I just, this is my vision. Yeah. You sit down with a pen and paper and you're like, okay, what's going to happen today? And you just kind of let the words flow. But it's many times more than that, right? Is there like a moment of inspiration? And what is a writing room? (laughs) Yeah. So um, a writing room is just a space that people block off time for. A lot of times you, you block off four hours, but it gets done before that. But make sure you have some time to get together, uh, catch up a little bit, then just kind of pitch ideas to each other. And that's a cool element as well is you don't know how people are going to feel that day. And so maybe you just got to be open to what's picked as far as content and, um, you know, oh, I like that hook better. Like, let's do that or, or whatever. So that I love that element of the not knowing and just kind of putting yourself on the spot. But I will share something that happened to me recently this year at RCA Studios, I was writing with uh, Wood Newton, and uh, he wrote the song "Private Malone," and uh, that's a it's a big one in the country music world. And mm-hmm. so I was sitting down with him, and we were writing, and we got to the bridge, and we just kind of he played through it on the guitar, and I just started singing a bridge like in real time that was coming to me. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me with these big eyes and it was, I definitely did in this old country kind of feel song. I threw in some Nora Jones flair ah. to this bridge <laughs> and he, he was wide. eyed like, what? I can't believe you just did that. And I was like, what, what is that? Okay. And, and he goes, I need to set my guitar down for a second. When I built this studio two years ago, I listened to the Nora Jones record nonstop. And like, that moment was very, it's just unexplainable kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, like I wasn't there two years ago when he was building the studio, but somehow picked up on that in, in, you know, just sitting in the room and, and ended up going out of my zone. Did you mention Nora Jones or was it the style, the, the tone, the flow of it was just, yeah, the flow of the, it was like how I did the melody and, and the words and how I, and he just was like, what just happened? <laughs> you know, and <laughs> that kind of stuff happens all the time. And it, it's a very special, you know, moment. And uh, I really love 
that song. It's called San Diego, and uh, we did a whole demo of it. It's not released, but um, yeah, just it was definitely a surreal moment. That and it's the the goosebumps kind of thing. I mean, you're you're able to retell that story right now as if it happened yesterday because it was such a vivid experience. And did, does that happen? once in a blue moon or is that something like when you work with art and you work with creation? Um, Cause I have no idea. Is it something yeah. that just kind of pops up every once in a while? I mean, it ha- the more you are open to it, the more I feel like it happens or the more you write, like people are, you know, it's encouraged to write in your journal every day or, or just, just throw out your stuff, not be afraid, kind of trust your gut. A lot of times, let's say a carpenter in the moment when he's in his element He's working. He's on a flow that people from the outside looking in would be like, wow, look at him go. Uh You know what I mean? Like he's just in his zone. He's in a flow and he's creating because that's what he's good at. So I I really feel like everyone has that moment where they just like tap into that special space. And that's really what you have to be open to when you sit into the writing room. And a lot of times it's just subconsciously I heard this song so maybe a little bit of that melody is going to get in there and and this these lyrics i read one time in a book and it's all like subconsciously comes together to to create you know the song and put lyrics on paper with the melody okay and the writing room was is constructed with the idea of supporting like the production of a song for one person, like you, you sort of gathers people or is it a truly a collaborative thing and different artists might walk away with pieces um, for themselves to use later. I'm trying to visualize it. Yeah. Yeah. It can be, it can be both. Like sometimes it's, it's very much for a certain person in the room or it's, it's their story or you can tell they really identify it and it fits their category of, type of music that they would release um so then that's you know that's that's obvious that it's for them but a songwriter can also at any time go and release their version of the song because of the songwriting credits and how it works so um yeah but then but a lot of times if you write a a universal song and and both people identify it they can go out and perform that one i i still perform a lot of songs live that are made for other artists Mm -hmm. okay that's good. So it's it's truly a, a it's a collaborative giving of yourself to kind of see where is that for Nashville is that a very common thing? Would you recommend? Because I'm sure a lot of um, really really young artists that are just trying to get a little traction, they're like, oh Nashville, the the mecca, I've got to get there, and they might hold that place in in, this, in high esteem. It but once they're trying to play places like the Bluebird Cafe and and where not, do you recommend that they delve into other people and pull from other people and do these listening rooms too? Has it like been a great product for you? Oh, absolutely. I think collaboration is, and just the, the act of, of doing and learning from other people, um, co-writing and then, and then you write this great song and then they ask you to do a round and it's the town of Nashville is all about, supporting each other and, and networking and, hey, so-and-so told me to reach out to you and they said we'd be a great fit to write together. It's it's so much a network. That's so great to hear because um, just thinking about it from like an outsider's perspective, is like, oh, well, they did their thing and it's, it's hard to imagine there's like a network of people really working together for each other's benefit and uh, 
I, I love to hear that because it sounds like an attractive place. Yeah, I feel like I've also dove into this recently within the last year and a half, kind of on another level, only because I, depending on where I'm going in the country and what tour I'm doing, I bring a certain artist or, or play with an artist on stage. And that's collaboration right there and, and just the performance. And so now I've, I think I've played with about seven different artists this last year at for various shows. And that's uh-huh. been really rewarding and fun to be able to share the element of like the performance end. Yeah, I think that's amazing. I see that happen a lot. And, uh, you know, the, the person who maybe, maybe didn't even expect to be there, but they're like, yeah, come to the show. Oh, did you bring your guitar? <laughs> yeah, they're they're like, on come stage. on up. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd love to go a little bit back and contrast um, your Wisconsin days and and how you how and when you decided to make the jump um, to go to Nashville and maybe bring in your, your past with you and your connections with you and maybe paint that picture because I know um, not everyone lives in Nashville, but if this is the, you know, the country music capital and people who want to get there are from somewhere else, maybe you can give them some guidance. Yeah. So it was always a matter of when I was going to move to Nashville, not if. I think the first time I came to Nashville, I was 11 years old, and we were actually, as a family, looking at magnet music schools uh, for middle school. So thinking about moving the whole family and going to a very direct school for music. Um, At the time, we ended up deciding to stay in Wisconsin, and in hindsight, I I really am glad I did because I have a home base there of OG thirsties is what I call them. But um, yeah, I did a lot of performing in Wisconsin, was in a couple bands. And I think that there's so much music celebrated up there and mm-hmm. especially during the summer months. <laughs> so I, I mean, I made, I was full time for almost three years in Wisconsin and, and made a living up there. So I really appreciate being able to, even now living in Nashville, continuing to go back and forth to do shows. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, the more you can, can, can spread your art, uh, the better really, because you can get little pockets of places. Like you said, England is now kind of popping for you and, uh, and then eventually worldwide, right? Yes. I mean, that's the plan. I uh, was able to announce officially my uh, being able to go over to London and play C2C with my duet partner, Thomas Cavanaugh. So mm-hmm. the first time going over to the UK, I will be performing at the O2 Arena at their their big country music festival <laughs> called C2C. So I just got to announce that and um, I'm that, overjoyed. Yeah, I'm overjoyed. Like, <laughs> I, I, I know you're excited. I can hear it. But is there a little bit of you, the, like the little girl inside that's like, oh my gosh, that's a huge place. Or are you, are you now at the point where, you know what, it doesn't matter the size because you're so centered with what you're doing and the connection. Um, I guess, is there any stage fright anymore for you? Yeah, I do a lot of like visualization, I think. And I just picture exactly how I want the energy to be. And I keep coming back to that word. But I really feel like my main goal on stage is to make people feel good. So if I'm in that space and get there and you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so if I'm if I'm visualizing that this is exactly how I want it to go and I, I set the mood and I come out on stage, like 
then we can all, we can all fully enjoy ourselves. There's not a moment of like, huh, but I will say at right after we uh, solidified the plane tickets over there, uh, I was definitely like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to London in the UK for the first time. This is something I've thought about so much since 2020 when I was starting to get, you know, relationships over there and build relationships. And mm-hmm. now this is happening like a whole year ahead of what I thought, like pinch me. I can't believe I'm going on a plane that long. And oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to be going on a train. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I get, I guess I get nervous for like stuff like that, <laughs> but a lot of visualization helps me. No, that's that's awesome. And I'm glad you said that because I know professional athletes do it too. And I've heard like, you know, Olympians will, will think about the whole course that they're going to run or go skiing on. And uh, I, and for a musician to visualize the show, that's that's amazing. I didn't even think about that. I figure you guys walk on stage, plug everything in and start doing. And But, you know, like you said, there's an admin part of it, the thoughtful part of it beforehand. And that's amazing. You mentioned thir- yes. thirsties. So I want to go into that because um, tell me kind of where the phrase was coined and, and what it means to you and, uh, you know, just uh, all about that word. Yeah. So uh, I was in a band out of Wisconsin. I started it with my first project that I had started and it was called Thirsty Jones. Mm. And Thirsty rhymed with Kirsty. So oh, I was like, gotcha. gotta have Thirsty in the name. Okay. And Jones ended up being I, I just kind of was like, what could go with Thirsty? And it Jones was like a good like band family last name. Oh. Like I think I looked at like Johnson, I looked at Smith, you know, mm-hmm. I was trying to yeah, figure yeah. out like and, and George Jones. So I was like, this works. Thirsty Jones, that's it. So then Fast forward, I'm, I'm performing at um, a lot of the festivals, a lot of the beer tents up there with the band, and it was so much fun, and it just kind of happened. Like, the, the fans that kept coming, my OG Thirsties, they were, they started it. They started calling themselves the Thirsties, and I was like, I think that's adorable. I That just stuck, and so I ended up making my Facebook group called Kirstie's Thirsties. I love and, it. Um, yeah, and so it's just fun. That is so cool. And so, boil the boil the the term down because obviously the thirsty is you know you're drinking something, but it's it there's it, there's a deeper meaning to it in the sense of they're they and you. It's a two way phrase, I guess. Is they're thirsty, craving for um, the fulfillment and getting filled up by the music. Am I going the right direction with it? Yeah, totally. We, in like, I also really, it was kind of a joke. I started writing songs with the word thirsty in it huh. in different ways. So there's a couple songs, uh, just one more on the record has the word thirsty in it. It says thirsty is my middle name. And I just started doing that as j- just keeping with the band name, keeping that out there, making sure people knew how to pronounce my name. But then it was more like the thirsties were they were my rocks. They were the people I was excited to go out and see. And they were excited to consume the music and to just be a part of it. And so that's, that's really what it's about is, is the craving for, for the music and the good energy. And then we took it to another level and had a conversation, a long conversation about our, the song that would eventually turn into Thirsty. Um, the song was originally called I'm Still Thirsty, but I shortened it uh-huh. uh, for the record, the title. And 
that's just about, yeah, the yearning for, for love. Cause I really do feel like that's the highest thing we can do on this earth is to just love and share that kind of deep connection. And that's what I yearn for and always strive for. And, um, a lot of that is depicted in my bio on the website right now. And then, and then just in the song, I have a deep fear of in the song thirsty. It talks about my fear of opening up to somebody else in a relationship on that level because afraid of being hurt, afraid of, but at the same time, I'm yearning for, for that love and connection. So there's, there's like this conflict going on inside and that's about as raw as it gets for me. I feel like in a song. Yeah. It's funny the way you painted that just had me kind of boil it down to on a biological level. So, you know, you have to have water to, to, to survive. It's part of life. And so innately you're thirsty, your body's always thirsty. And so that's a constant, right? You had that yearning, like you said, but then you have the obstacle of, um, am I going to be accepted or will this love turn out? And so the thirst pushes you in the direction, but what happens after that is, you know, what's going to happen. So I love, yeah, I love exactly. That. <laughs> I love it. Good. I got it. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Fantastic. Well, um, let's move into your songs a little bit because I know you did just drop one on the 13th of um, this month, February. And uh, talk about who am I going to love, how the, the duet aspect came about, um, even a little bit of the recording of the song, um, anything that comes to mind because um, it's a great tune and I know people are going to, they're, they're loving it. Thank you so much. It, honestly, it was, it's not a song that I was a part of writing, but the minute it was sent to me to my text message from my best friend, Crystal King, and I had, I love the art of connecting people. So I introduced my tour mate, best friend, Crystal King, originally from North Carolina to Thomas uh, Kavanaugh out of, you know, artists out of the UK. Mm-hmm. and. They ended up writing together. Uh, this is their first time writing in person. And she just sent it to me like, what do you think? And I was like, um, guys, for real? Like, I love this song. This is perfect. This is exactly what Thomas should be releasing. Mm-hmm. And I believe in this song so much. Like, let's do it. I want to be on it. Well, Thomas and I very vaguely one time mentioned it'd be cool to do a duet. But I think it just zipped up into fruition very quickly when I heard that song and I was like, let's, let's go. So within the time of writing, when they wrote the song to us sitting here now with it released, Mm -hmm. uh, we're talking like seven months is a very quick turnaround. And what do you think, can you contrast, because you've released a lot of music and could you contrast a traditional solo song to a duet because I know there's a dynamic, there's obviously a dynamic on stage when you're singing with someone else, but preparing a song and, and you know, delineating the parts and then the, you know, chorus together or whatever, can you talk, kind of contrast the dynamics between the two and, and where both kinds of songs take you? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll also talk very specifically to this song okay. as well. I think the true duet um, is where one of the artists kind of starts and then another artist comes in on the second verse. And then in this scenario for who I'm going to love, I come in on the second verse and, and an artist typically alternates 
alternates the melody a little bit. And so mm-hmm. I definitely had a session with Thomas via Zoom where I was working with the work tape and just like kind of figuring out what my part would be as far as changing the melody. Mm-hmm. And then um, a true duet too has uh, some good, har- at least at least I would like to think has some good harmonies yes. in there. So, <laughs> so um, this song is definitely driven by our harmonies together. And um, we had never sang together before. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten a lot of feedback recently that our voices blended and sound good together. And I was like, okay, well, that's great because we really didn't know or thought about that element. We just knew we wanted to do it together. So when we finally got to hear our voices on top of each other because we were recording it separately oh, in different okay. countries, uh, it, it, it just kind of worked. And that was a really a blessing. Uh, but then um, I knew that Thomas coming from his rock background was going to bring additives at the end <laughs> that were very true to his rock side that he's coming from yeah and i decided it would be really great to lean into my my countryside the leon rhymes influence Mm -hmm. that i have and and give that really country feel to to kind of contrast and i i think it turned out you know but these are these are definitely elements to think about when you're releasing a duet yeah, absolutely. And, and then, of course, uh, so I guess when you head over to England uh, for this, you guys will have uh, a rehearsal or two and you're going to you're going to hear that layering of the voices live together for the first time, unless you've done it sort of on a Zoom situation. But what what do you. So we actually did get to perform it live. Oh, OK. Last week he was in we overlapped in town for three days. Oh, nice. He came in to visit. So we got to perform it live four times out uh, on a stage and then three times in interviews and it was it was a whole lot of fun to be able to finally kind of piecemeal that together like figure out how we're gonna get as close to the record but also have a live element to it and that was really fun to work out yeah that's great so i'm glad you've gotten that that groundwork and so now that the records are the song is out and you've performed it live together is it um and and you'd pieced it together before, like you said, separately. Is it, um, is it have the the magic and the feel that you thought? Is it totally different with a, with a with a great spin? Were there any surprises? Like, oh wow, are you changing things a little bit about the song for the live performance? Yeah, we definitely are because it's it's different, and it's actually our approach to figuring out how we were going to do it live was kind of probably non-conventional. I'm very much a performing artist. So I tend to, instead of like the whole, let's sit down in the living room for an hour and figure it out. Sometimes I just like, let's figure it out on stage. Let's do what comes out. And that's again, talking about the element of just like putting yourself on the spot and trusting your gut. And there's, I feel like there's nothing more exhilarating. Like it's kind of exciting because you just don't know what's going to happen. So um. We did a lot of that and then picked one of the performances because we got video on every performance and we're like, okay, this is the one. Let's do it like this. So I'm going to have to go back and listen uh, before I go over to London. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. It reminded me when you said that of the Nora Jones uh, moment where you just let, you know, what's going to come out, come out. And then, you know, 
of course you'll have different ones. And so you, you pick the one. I do feel absolutely like I, I do feel like when you put yourself in that space, what comes out is, is your artistry. Uh-huh. You know, you're not, yeah. you're not thinking you're, you're just uh, doing and, and feeling and letting it happen. And I, I feel in those moments on stage, a lot of times my true artistry comes out. Absolutely. And cause you're giving from yourself. Right. And, and, and that's, especially for you who seem to be called to this from age two on the picnic tables, you know, you, it's just in your blood, it's in your DNA to, to allow that gate to be opened is is magical and uh, it's making all sorts of things happen for you which is amazing yeah i want just want to take a moment to say like you are giving me goosebumps i'm absolutely enjoying this i don't think i've ever gotten in this much depth about this just the art so i i really appreciate this right oh, now that makes so much to me because that's really what i want to have happen with this is i want artists to feel um you know this isn't the press core this is just it's a conversation that lets you explore who you are and who you want to be and who you're sharing with us. And uh, I'm so glad you said that. Thank you. I'm going to use bumps too. You're making me cry over here. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for this so much. Oh my gosh. Well, let's keep in your music a little bit. I mean, I think it's going to be a little bit of backwards chronology, but um, what about delusional? Does that pull up anything um, memorable for you? Behind the scenes. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Delusional was so much fun. First of all, the music video, filming the music video and me attempting the robot, which is so <laughs> bad, but so funny, but so bad. But it was such a fun day. I literally felt like I was hosting a five year old's birthday party. And <laughs> I remember I gave everyone mimosas and we had pizza and I said, drink up because we're going to be dancing and I'm going to expect you guys all to dance. And it was just a really fun, fun day. So those, those are the people who decided they wanted to drink mimosas. They, they did so, but it was, it was lots of laughs and we had the whole day planned as far as what we were going to do for, for each moment. So we got it done very quickly, but it was, it was still um, like a five, six hour filming day and it was so much fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I definitely went out on a limb for my first release ever out of Nashville and decided to do a throwback, decided to make a statement that basically said, listen, this is, this is me as an artist. And I almost want to leave it where you never know what, what's going to be next. You never know, you know, I don't want to be put in a box. I want people to be excited. Like, what did she do this time? You know? And so I really do feel like that first song and, um, was a statement and was able to kind of introduce me into the community and differentiate myself. Yeah. And that's super important because uh, with, you know, lots of people around that want to do the same thing, if you're a little bit different, uh, it's going to stand out. That's so cool. Yeah. And I love how you point back to the music video and that, that experience, because <laughs> uh, what is that like for an artist to have, you know, the songs done, you've worked on it for months, years perhaps it's been maybe it was something you started five years old and now it's finally that part's done and you're like well let's put some images to it (laughs) and you know you start yeah what is that like is that um do you have to step back from that a little bit and go oh my gosh is it an awe-inspiring moment to kind of appreciate your own craft when you watch it back it's an awe it's an awe moment only because it was so much work i feel like that's a whole nother piece of the pie 
it's not like writing. It's not like performing. It's not like emails. It's you, you got to think about something and, and also like a photo shoot. Like I feel like mm-hmm. people underestimate the amount of focus you have to have at a, at a photo shoot. Now like relax your shoulder, relax here. <laughs> so you're doing that, but at the same time, you need to be lip syncing and you need to be thinking about the angles of the camera. And I've been really hands-on with a lot of music videos. So um, I've been in the room after we filmed and done six hours worth of editing and choosing mm-hmm. the right, you know, I did that for um, delusional a little bit, a lot of got to do. And, but yeah, it's, 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 it's quite a feeling to have your song be depicted visually because I am such a visual person. And I do feel like there are a lot of people out there in the world that are very visual. Mm-hmm. So it's very special when you get to do that other element of, around a song to help promote it. Got you. So I think I know the answer to this question from what you just said, but if you were to gauge maybe in a percentage, so when you've, you've created the song, you've got the vision in your head of what the song's about, how much of you visually, when you go to the director and who's creating the, the visual of this, who do you bring like all, you as a stenograph thing full of notes saying, I'd really like to see this, this, and this, and this, or do you turn it over and then after what's it's done, you kind of go, well, can we change this? Do you do you come in kind of like ready with a lot of stuff, or do you want someone else to depict it for you? Yeah, so we I definitely sat down and had had the moment where I'm typing everything in a Google Doc. I'm, you know, talking with a videographer. But in Delusional and Gotta Do, I came up with what we were going to do for those music videos, and those were my first two music videos. And then I was lucky enough to work with a videographer here in Nashville, Justin Hammond for Silver and Thirsty. And that was back and forth. He, we basically started with a meeting where we pitched ideas to each other. And I tell you what, when he pitched me some ideas for Thirsty, he was like, okay, what do we want to go with? And I was like, are you kidding me? I thought it was obvious that one idea, like, that was amazing. That's like a whole nother level of, uh-huh. you know, this. So I was like, we're definitely doing that one. Um, but then from there, definitely going to the drawing board and being like, okay, what is the setting? We got to find that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we need to rent a car? You know what I mean? Like we have rented the a car for silver. Yeah. What outfits? What? Yeah. Who, who do we need to help that day? Like what kind of food do we need in the scene? Like just thinking about all the elements to bring it together and make it work. And, I really, Justin really took lead on all of that, even down to in the silver music video. I remember he sent me like four options of silver dresses. Oh. And then I, I just clicked the button and <laughs> bought it on Amazon. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's a little bit of a mix and, and it's evolving over time because it's changed for the different songs. But um, I always wondered about that because, yeah, like you said, it's a it's a visual representation of the song that it needs to kind of show the audience what you were thinking you wanted to say, right? And but not be yeah. maybe too much because we want the artist to have the fans come up with their own stories too. So um, I love hearing that, like you know, you're you're in the Google Doc <laughs> and you're ordering the the dress on Amazon. That's very uh, hands on and 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 right there with it and um also that you're open to a director saying well what do you think about this and that you love that oh my gosh and especially a director like a, 
the director is so good at thinking about all the details as well. I would probably compare it to like planning events mm. or a, a lot of people who don't maybe plan events, planning their wedding. Like you're thinking about all those little details, how it's going to look, how it's going to come off on that day. That's kind of what you have to do behind the scenes to create a music video and make it happen. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 hard to take that for granted because we have our three minutes of glory while we're watching it and then we turn to something else, right? But you've put in right. weeks and months to, to make it happen. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you oh, for yeah. doing all that work. We appreciate it. No, <laughs> it was fun. It was worth it. Well, um, I'd love to talk about um, Breed Love Guitars because um, I noticed that that is something that you you use and cling to and I'm, I'm always curious. I'm a, I'm a gear person. Um, I'm a drummer from back in the day and so I can I can talk drums for hours but guitars are kind of new for me um how did that come about um and and what does that kind of the connection with them mean to you yeah so I have always been very interested in mini guitars especially for traveling and and getting on stage I'm a small kind of package so it's Mm -hmm. it's helpful to have a guitar that's a little thinner been normal and and has that beautiful shape it has the two curves on both sides and then um i actually got introduced to breed love after i started falling in love with like the mini series um through the this guitar player that played on my entire yes you can album his name is ford thurston and he was out on the road with randy hauser at the time and he said hey i have an opportunity for you to come and and meet with the Breed Love team and do a photo shoot for their small eco series. Hmm. What do you think about this? And so I, you know, long story short, I, I'm, I'm there that day doing a, doing a photo shoot and the conversation continued. And now I'm a sponsored artist with uh, Breed Love and very happy with my mini eco series. And uh, it's done, it's been very trusty and reliable on so many shows this past year. That's so cool. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about, um, size being a, of a guitar being a factor. Cause I just think, you know, you throw it in the case and that's it, but you're right. If you're going to sit in a, in a small area, but still want that rich sound of guitar, it in a, in a smaller form, it, it yes. would be beneficial. That is a hundred percent. Yes. And it doesn't feel as, um, bulky on stage too. I really like to, move around when I'm playing mm-hmm. and I find that the, the smaller guitar is it fits with you know my arm around it and then I can easily like move around and not feel so contrived yeah not so encumbered by something right in front of you and blocking everything that's really cool I hadn't thought about that well that's so cool the way that happened too um do they still call upon you to do um photo type stuff for um promoting the products I know that, okay, so they tagged me on a bunch of stuff. I've heard, I've seen at NAM they had a banner, a banner up with with my face on it because I'm uh-huh. the only artist that represents that specific series of guitar for them. Uh-huh. Um, so they put me on the cover of their summer magazine last year, and I'm actually sitting in my living room right now, so I'm looking at a clock with a picture that we that we took, which is so random. Um, they brought, I guess they had a bunch of promotional material and they shipped it out 
all of the music stores in the country. Uh And one of my mutual friends, artists, uh, works over on the other side of town at this music store. And she goes, hey, I'm going to send you this picture. Uh, (laughs) Do you want this clock? Like, (laughs) it was so funny. She reached out and I was like, I actually, I think, said, wait, can I have that? Would you guys mind? And she's like, no, not not at all. Let me ask my boss um, and, and then I'll let you know. And so then I ended up driving across town to pick up a clock with <laughs> with my face on it and a braid love. And I just thought that was, you know, just Very something unique. that you don't see every day. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I haven't, you know, in my whole life, I don't think I've seen many clocks that are personalized to that degree. So <laughs> congratulations. That's kind of... A- like a little trophy. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It yeah. was it was funny, and I'm glad I have it. <laughs> and it reminds me the the banner you mentioned it at Nam. So, what is it like for you to to see that? I don't think it sounds like you weren't warned, and then you're just walking down the hall there, and you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> there I am. Is that a? Is it a? What what does your mind go through? You know, emotion wise, like, oh my gosh. Um, look at me or, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's me. What, what's, what's your reaction? You're like, building yeah, I'm trying to think up. of the words. <laughs> um, I would like to be on the cover and you don't know that you're going to be on the cover. I've had that yeah. happen a couple of times. It's, there's definitely like a thrill of excitement like that. That little girl, I feel like inside of me is like jumping up and down, like, Aww. yay, go you. You know what I mean? Like, keep going. Let's do this. Like it's, it's more, brings that like little kid smile and I was like oh okay cool that's look at that right there okay <laughs> like it's yeah, just, it's like just a, a innocent, fun moment yeah innocent little mm-hmm. appreciation of it that's so neat yeah that's is, how it feels is it the same or different for like autographs and um when you have encounters with fans because um, I like, I always like, well, I wonder this, if there's a line of 50 people waiting for an autograph and you know, you're going through and it's like, oh, thank you so much. And, you know, you, you get your, your five seconds with the artist. What, what are those experiences like for you on your end, like delivering personalized uh, experiences to your fans? Yeah, I think um, the meet, the meet and greet lines. I love, I love when I go out there and it's like, Okay, but I'm more in like work mode where I'm like, all right, I need to not make these people back there wait mm. 45 minutes to an hour because that I I've been there and that that sucks, you know what I mean? And yeah. and sometimes it's my family's also there too, so trying I'm more in mode at that time to like juggle. Okay, let's let's like talk to people and stuff. But it's when people come up to me and they say something really heartfelt that kind of like stops me in my tracks of work mode, and I'm like that was really sweet or like, Oh, I love that. Or they specifically say, Hey, your song better. I love to listen in my car, you know? And, uh-huh. and then I'm like, that's really cool. Uh, it's, it's awesome. But I, yeah, I love to be able to come out and meet people, sign the posters. It's, it like makes, it makes my day. That's, that's the reason why I do what I do is for the love of the music. And I also love the people aspect of it. That's so cool. And I, I love the way it's sort of conveyed and, and it, there, there's a business aspect of it too. Cause like you, you as the artist see the line and you want to meet everyone and, and fulfill that. And so I got to, you know, keep things moving. So this and that, but then if someone has some, some heartfelt things to, to share, you, you pause and give them that. Moment. Yeah. That's super special. 
Well, um, yeah. let's talk future. I know you said you might be um, crossing the pond here soon, and I, do you have some other like festivals coming up? Can you lay out um, what what's ahead that you know for sure, and then maybe even um, what you'd love to have happen, like some some ideas that are sort of boiling in your brain right now that may come to fruition or just to throw it out there. Cause I'm a big fan of like, if you throw something out into the universe, there's a better chance it's going to happen. So, you know, what would be some, some pipe dreams of yours, venues to play people to work with, um, that kind of stuff. So reality and, and dreamy land. Yeah. Okay. It's reality. What I'm looking forward to is, um, I'm playing a couple festivals this year for the trap rock community and the two main buckets I've been focusing on the past couple of years has been the Florida scene, the trap rock, the easy listening, writing fun beach songs, and then also going and planning for the UK. And so right now I'm currently in conversations about a 2024 tour and um, have some verbal confirmations for that. No contracts yet, but super excited to think about and start planning the possibility of going over there for four to five weeks um, in 2024, right in that second quarter. So I'm, I'm super excited for those tangible things and uh, more music to be coming out. There's uh, another I can't say too much about the music. I wish. I wish I could. But um, more music coming out. And uh, right now, just celebrating the single, being able to go over and play C2C and and just doing interviews and um, having a music video come out around who am I going to love. So those are things tangible right now. Future stuff. I have a vision board. I write things down. Uh I also write sentences down with my vision board. Uh, so it's not just a visual thing. I wrote it down as well. And stuff like being on the Bobby Bone show and playing at the Opry, being named Next Women of Country, uh, those are all part of my goals and paths and being able to play the big festivals like South by Southwest over here or even traveling to Canada. Um, these are just stuff on my yeah, my bucket list bucket and, list. and the next uh-huh. goals on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can't think of a thing on that list that doesn't sound very possible given your trajectory and the way things are going. And um, I I just, I know a lot of great things have got to happen your, your way because you're coming at it from the, from the heart, from the, the, the desire to connect with people. And that's, that's so pure. And, uh, oh, thank just, you. Yeah, I can, I can foresee it. So I'm going to be th- thinking on those things too for you and hoping they really happen. Um, as, we, yeah. as we close, can you um, spell out for us kind of the best way um, for fans to support you now, how to reach you, all that, all that, the socials, jazz, your website, um, give us, give us all of it. I'll be sure to put it at living in the limelight.com of course on your personal page. Um, but to hear through the um, podcast too would be great. Yes, I. This may sound cliche. I'm on all the platforms, so it's uh, <laughs> all the, the YouTube is great. Um, I really love Instagram as far as direct messaging. It's my favorite. I am active on Twitter because a lot of the UK connections are out of Twitter. I, I mean, out of the UK are on Twitter, mm-hmm. so I, I'm kind of on all of them. I do a little posting on TikTok and Facebook and even LinkedIn, and so. 
Uh, social media is definitely, uh, if you want to find out where I'm performing, go to any of those platforms or go to kirstiekraus.com. Perfect. And I think um, it's your stage right now, you have someone to handle that because that that's a list. I've talked to some artists that like they have a website, maybe Instagram, so a couple of places. You've got, you have a lot. So is it? I definitely have help behind the scenes, but it, it is, it can be, um, my phone has notified me. Here's how I'll put, here's how I'll put this. <laughs> my phone's notified me that there have been days where it's like 15 hours on the phone. And that sounds so disgusting, oh. but I really like it. So I've gotten the blue light glasses that help. Good. I've just stuff like that. I obviously, I can't be on my phone that much every day and I do try to take breaks where I'm going for a walk and just like shutting it off but I'm kind of a workaholic so it's hard <laughs> <laughs> oh I totally understand I'm the same way in fact my wife just the, just today said oh do you do you have the blue filter on your phone do you have the all, all, oh yeah because I was in front of the computer for many hours yesterday so I'm so glad you mentioned that super important yes it's very helpful for the eyes I feel like yeah, if if people don't know about this, look into the blue light glasses and make sure you put that filter on your phones and your computers because it, it definitely helps. Absolutely. Save those eyes. They're important. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Kirsty, it has been a pleasure. Um, is I just I love the way you're headed, what you're doing, and uh, just this has been a fantastic conversation. I think we both got goosebumps, so that's amazing. <laughs> And uh, I can't wait Aww. to see what's next from you. Will you um, check in with us and uh, come back on the show maybe after the tour or the, uh, well, I'll say after your, after your travels over in England, we'll call it that for now. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I've, I've appreciated this and today so much and we really dug into a lot of stuff. So thank you for, for making this happen and for helping me celebrate the new music. Who am I going to love out? I appreciate it. You're so welcome. And I guess since we set the bar so high, the next time we talk, we're going to have to dig even deeper. Does that sound like a plan? That sounds good. Yes. I'm here for this. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So great to meet you and I love talking to you and we'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Seek what you won't find What's right before your eyes The one who's gonna feel All those lonely nights Are you looking just like me? Or are you blinded by your big dreams? Are you a rock star in a shower? Or we need you when you sleep? Do you like the sunrise or the night? Do you curse and do you i